0: What, what is that, TikTok? It's like, running from the actions of my consequences, consequences, consequences.
1: <laughs> I've never seen it. It's
0: really funny. It's like dogs running away from cows. They're like harassing the cows.
1: <laughs> running
0: away from the consequences, consequences, consequences. I'm Joshua. And I'm Brittany. And we're two librarians who talk about sci-fi and fantasy and a little bit of everything else. Okay. Hey! Hello, everybody. Hi. Hello, hello. Welcome back.
1: Welcome back.
0: So last time we're like, it's either Jumanji or it's Women's History Month. (laughs) And today we're doing Women's. Is it History Month? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, it's Women's History Month. It's Women's History Month. So we are talking about some women are women authors authors some women authors and some women women lady main characters. Yeah. Wow, I can talk. Yeah. (laughs) It's gonna be great. Yeah. Okay, who's going first today? I think it's you. I think it is me. I think it's you. I think it is me. Okay, so I, I so. am starting with an older book.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a series that I don't know why more people aren't crazy about it or weren't crazy about it. Yeah. Maybe they were, but I'm doing Meg Cabot. Ooh. She's the author of The Princess Diaries. Yes. Which is what people mostly know her for. But I'm doing a different series. I'm okay. doing the Mediator series. Ooh. About ghosts.
1: Oh, I feel
0: like most people don't know about this series and it's so good. I used to read this series literally every summer as a teen. Like I would just go back and reread them because I love them so much.
1: That's great. They're so good. I'm so excited to tell you about 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 it.
0: But first let me talk about Meg Cabot in case you don't know much about her. Okay. Okay. So she's the author of Princess Diaries. She has 80 plus books for both adults and teens slash tweens. Um, She has multiple New York Times bestsellers. She graduated from Indiana University at Bloomington, Indiana, Mm -hmm. where she studied studio arts and graduated in 1991. So there was a really, really funny question on her website, on her FAQs. And somebody asked, if you like writing so much, why did you study art and not writing? And this is what she said. She (laughs) said, because a random guy I met at a party I went to in high school told me not to study creative writing because in his opinion, studying creative writing as a major sucks the love of writing out of you. He was a creative writing major, so he said he would know. I did not want the love of writing sucked out of me, so I followed his advice. Instead, I had the love of art sucked out of me. Years later, I met that guy from the party again in New York City, where I moved after college to be an illustrator, and we got married.
1: Oh, my God. I was
0: like, wow, okay. (laughs)
1: Full of twists and turns.
0: Yeah. I guess she was like a happy resident day. advisor for quite a few years. That's and she pulls awesome. from those experiences for her books. Good and call. Yeah. I guess illustrating didn't super work out for her, but obviously writing did.
1: Well, we're kinda happy at that because she's a she's a great writer.
0: She's a fantastic author. You know. Yeah. So I'm excited to share her work. Um it's I think more nowadays she does like adult romances.
1: I see when I think of Meg Cabot, that's what I think about. I don't I don't usually think about her teen stuff. Yeah, I yeah.
0: yeah, I love this ghost series she did. I wish she would go back more into like fantasy uh-huh. and stuff because I thought she was really good at it. And maybe <laughs> she will. Yeah, but yeah. For now, let's talk about The Meat Eater. Okay. This series was started in 2000. Ooh. This is at the height of Britney teen years.
1: This is 20 years ago. It's nice. 22. 22. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> no. Just keeps getting older. Oh, okay.
0: I know. know. Two thousand. It's like, oh, it seems like it should be, like, maybe a decade ago. It's two decades yeah. ago. It's crazy pants. Anyhow. Okay. So, main characters, her name is Susanna Simon. She goes by Suze. Mm-hmm. She's moving from New York to California. Ooh. Her mom just got remarried. Okay. And she's How like... How old is Susanna? She's in high school. Okay. So, I want to say she's, like, a sophomore, Mm-mm. I think. So, like, mid-high school. She's kind of a tough New Yorker. Mm. I remember one part that really made me laugh was... She's like, I wear black all the time because we can't afford to go to the laundromat every day. She's like, so we have to rewear our clothes all the time. She's like, like, we're not trying to act tough. We just don't want to go to the laundromat all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And as I said before, she can see ghosts. Mm -hmm. So she's gotten in trouble at school in New York a few times because people think she's a troublemaker. But really, she's just like dealing with ghosty things. So she kind of alludes to her history of that. Uh, The interesting thing is that she can also touch ghosts. It's not like she can just see them. Okay. She says that she doesn't usually want to touch them because that clues them in that they can touch her too. Ooh. Right. She says, I only do it if I have to like throw (laughs) fists.
1: Like she gets in fist fights with ghosts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No. I want (laughs) to see. She's a tough cookie. I love her. (laughs) She doesn't
0: take crap from anybody. I just
1: imagine this girl just like walking in the hall. She gets hip checked by this ghost and she just starts punching air. Punching (laughs) them.
0: And so she's kept it a secret. Like her
1: mom doesn't no. know.
0: Like people don't know she can do this.
1: <laughs> Wait, how do you know that? I, how can other? Okay, I guess she j- picks her fights, right? Like, yeah, she just like meets them in places where there aren't people and beats up those ghosts.
0: Yeah. Well, she doesn't. <laughs> it's not like her Emma to go beat up
1: a ghost. Oh, okay.
0: It's like not not what she tries to do. Oh. She tries to get them to go to the great beyond. She tries to help them, and usually, oh, okay. usually it's not a problem.
1: So she's like a. She's like a. Haley Joel Osment with some uh, pizzazz. Yeah, she's a mediator.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she's Haley Joel Yes. (laughs) She says she usually has to like deliver messages. It's usually how she gets them to move on. Like, can you please tell my grandson
1: this? So they unfinished business and she's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, what's that TV show with um, Party of Five Girl? Uh, Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh. She used to do like a ghost show.
0: the ghost whisperer The ghost
1: whisperer yeah
0: yeah she's like that <laughs> it's exactly like that. except suze is way more salty
1: yeah oh yeah oh yeah like i'm jennifer's you oh, know soft, kind of kind of soft sweet. willowy
0: yeah and this one's like if you suck i'm gonna punch you
1: <laughs> she like grabs onto the ghost shirt
0: yeah but again <laughs> like, she doesn't want to do that because okay. she doesn't want oh, to that's right that's yeah right. it's not it's not her first priority <laughs> i explained
1: this poorly <laughs> i no, i i'm just i just think it's hilarious that you want to punch a ghost
0: she's a tough new yorker who will throw hands (laughs) like
1: like there ghosts that you really want like want to beat up i'm I'm sorry i just cannot let go of this idea
0: (laughs) she'll throw hands (laughs) she will she'll make it happen i want to see it not her first priority not (laughs) i know i know not her first priority
1: (laughs) this is why i don't have those powers because i'd be like no i wouldn't i'm too nice
0: (laughs) yeah i was like you're not gonna go punch (laughs)
1: somebody punch a ghost (laughs) dead already she only
0: does it if she has to
1: you know why Why torture them anymore
0: yeah <laughs> okay. okay so she's moving to California okay and immediately she's upset because her mom didn't tell her that the house she's moving into is really old she's like Suze I know you don't like old things her mom doesn't know why yeah she just thinks like her daughter is quirky <laughs> She's like gosh dang it. And her new dad's like, "Look, this used to be like a bar. And people going to fights in here." And he has like framed a, like a bullet hole that's in the wall cuz it was like from the oh, Wild yes. West. Uh-huh. She's so mad. She's because like she's like, "It's going to be full of it's ghosts." It's full
1: of ghosts. Oh my god. So
0: she gets in there. And luckily she just sees one ghost. Uh-huh. His name is Jesse. Oh. And she's like, "Scram." She's like, "This is my house. Get out." He doesn't. He's like, "No." <laughs> and she says he looks like a cowboy. Oh. He's like, I think he's Hispanic. And he's like kind of hot. Mm-hmm. And she calls him a cowboy. He's like, I'm not a cowboy. I'm one of those stupid rancheros. Like, <laughs> like he he's is, offended. <laughs> he's very offended. He's like, he's like, I am not a cowboy. I'm a rancher. And he's like, I'm not like those stupid cowboys. Oh. And, So he gives her her space. Throughout the series, they end up becoming friends. But like at first, she's like, get
1: out! At least he's conscientious enough to be like, "Eh, make room for the living. I'll stick around, but...
0: Yeah, he's like, no, this is my house. She's like, well, this is my room, so you need to get out. Yeah. (laughs) And he doesn't want to move on. He's like, nope, like I'm here, and I'm not going to tell you why. Aw. So... that is slowly unveiled throughout the series which is cool i like i like how this is like an overarching arc there's Mm. six books so you get to know more and more about jesse throughout the books cool so then she learns that her school is like an old catholic building school she's like
1: even better oh my god she's so mad a catholic mission
0: yeah that's exactly what it is (laughs) she's so angry and so oh, she goes and she's just expecting to be like flooded with ghosts, but she realizes there really aren't any ghosts. Okay, she's so like, most
1: of them have moved on then. And she doesn't good.
0: know why. She's like, this place should be swarming. Mm-hmm. Turns out the principal can also see ghosts. <gasps> Father Dominic. Oh, he can see ghosts. Oh. He's like, I've gotten them to move on. He's mm-hmm. like, well, except for one ghost. <laughs> so there's, <laughs> there's a, always the one. <laughs> well, there's one recent ghost and this is sad trigger warning. Mm-mm. So, there is a girl who recently committed suicide. Uh-huh. Her name is Heather. Uh-huh. Her boyfriend broke up with her and she did not handle it well, obviously. Mm. And she's now very angry mm. and she does not want to move on. And Suze goes against Father Dominic's advice and goes to talk to her. All she does is piss Heather off. <laughs> and even more so, as Suze starts to get more comfortable with school, Heather's old boyfriend, Bryce, uh-huh. thinks Suze is really interesting. Oh, no. Heather's old friends think Suze is really interesting. Oh. Heather's like, you are taking over my old life and I hate
1: you. Oh, Heather, but you're dead. Heather's
0: dead. But the problem is, as Heather becomes angry and angrier, mm-hmm. she's turning into like a poltergeist. Oh, those
1: are, yeah, the noisy ghosts. Yeah. The, the ones that can throw stuff around. She
0: starts being able to throw stuff <gasps> around. Yeah. And she starts... About, I mean, she already kind of had a, a revenge thing going on. And now she starts threatening Bryce's life. Like she drops like a bunch of bricks on him oh and like God. almost kills him. Sue's like pushes him out of the way. And that makes everybody love Suze even more. They're like, wow, she's like this New Yorker hero. Oh, no, She's amazing. Which pisses Heather off even more.
1: <laughs> Heather. Oh, she's just fuming.
0: Yeah. It's fantastic.
1: <laughs> oh, well, I don't want to give
0: it all away. Okay. But like each book gets... I don't want to say it's like a monster of the week sort of Mm -hmm. deal but each book has like its own story with a specific yeah it's
1: like a capsule so but each each character has a continuing story throughout the series you know i kind of like that because i i hate cliffhangers yeah like that is what will get me to throw a book yeah (laughs) it's a cliffhanger ending so i like stories that have an encapsulation yeah That have a beginning and end but then there's something that continues on
0: yeah and the way this series ended was one of the best endings that's why I used to read it every summer like it has one of the best endings ever I didn't know how it was going to end well with just the way things were going and Mm. it just tied up so well
1: cool and now there's actually
0: a couple more to the series that I have not read because I guess Meg Cabot meant for this series to be like a couple books longer and Mm -hmm. then she's like it just kind of ended where it ended because of like publishing and whatever yeah but now there's a couple of adult books that take place after like this teen series. Mm. I haven't read them yet, but I wouldn't mind reading them okay. at some point. Is it
1: a continuation of the characters or? Yes. Ooh, interesting. You have
0: Suze and Jesse. And so very yeah. interesting. Nice. I, I can't recommend it enough. Again, it's been years since I've read it. So this is definitely going to speak more to teens. It's a YA series, but man, it was so much fun. And I just love Suze. She's like, I will throw hands. <laughs> I will make this happen. <laughs> And it's so funny. As she come friends with
1: Father Dominic, he's like,
0: "No, we must guide them along." And she's like, "Or we could tell them that they're sucking. Like,
1: <laughs> throw them out by their hair." There you Pretty go. much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun, fun, so, fun,
0: fun, fun, fun series. I mm-hmm. love
1: it. Ah, oh, that sounds great. Good job, Brittany. Thank you. Yay. What's your book? Okay, my book. This one also I read a long time ago. It's by Joe Walton. It's called Among Others. Okay. Have you heard of this? I have not. Or this author? No. Okay. Okay, this was published in 2010.
0: Oh, okay. The year I graduated high school.
1: Oh, congratulations. <laughs> I don't know why I just had to say that. <laughs> so uh, a little little information about Joe Walton. Joe Walton is a, is a Welsh writer. She lives in Canada now. Uh, she was born in Aberdeen, Wales. Ooh. And the details I'm going to give you are a little weird, but... I'm ready. They're going to tie in to what this story is about. Okay. So as a child, she walked with a crutch. Her sister uh, was killed in a drunk driving accident that's at a young yeah. age. Yeah, it's very sad. And her mother uh, actually lives with or lived with schizophrenia. So oh. growing up, so wow, yeah.
0: wow, that's yeah. a lot. That's
1: a lot. Yeah, but uh, by all accounts, they had a loving uh, relationship. Of course, because you know, yeah, it's just something that people live with. Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. So this is important because Joe Walton wrote, among others, is sort of kind of. Semi-autobiographical. Like she took aspects of her early years and kind of mythologized them. These, these are her words. She like made them into a fantasy novel.
0: I love <laughs> it's that. interesting. I bet that's a really great way to like process your history too. So
1: true. So that's true. That's cool. And I, I just fell in love with this book. It's written in like a series of diary entries. So cool. you, get, you get like the first hand account of, of her early life as of this girl named Morwenna.
0: Morwenna.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, she grew up in Wales, and she can work magic. Okay. She knows how to use magic. And she also likes to play with fairies. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yes, little fairies. <laughs> Morwenna has a little tragedy early on in life, and she has to move to England to live with her estranged father after a traumatic incident involving her mother. So a little note about her mother. Her mother, as described by Morwenna, is an insane witch. Oh. With, you know, interests in dominating the world. So she's kind of like a dark lord.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, it's kind of exciting. It's kind
1: of cool, right? I
0: mean, I, you feel bad for that character, but yeah. you're also like, it's exciting.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Morwen had a, a twin sister, uh, Morgana. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. And before this book starts, they had a confrontation with their mother. Uh, Their mother was about to take over the world by doing this very powerful magical spell.
0: Mom, come on. (laughs) No, it's like, don't destroy the
1: world. We're so young. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they had to, I mean, like, I'm six years old, but I got to save the world. And then they they go off in a car. And uh, it's, it's not really clear how it's happened, but Morgana is killed in a car accident.
0: Okay.
1: But they managed to stop their mother. Perfect. Um, Their mother survived.
0: I guess not perfect, but poor sister. Yeah, yeah. Good thing they stopped their mom.
1: (laughs) It is, it is. So Morwenna managed to survive the car accident, but she's crippled and she has to walk with a cane. Okay. So I just love this image of this, like, I think, I I imagine she's like 11, 12 years old. Yeah. But she's like with this cane. She like hams it up so hard too. Yeah. (laughs) I I love this idea of like small children looking like older people. I don't know why. (laughs) I think it's really awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I love it. I love that she hands it up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She. Makes people feel bad, but she's actually pretty (laughs) able-bodied. I love it. (laughs) So cool. Yeah, she's so salty because she's been through a lot, right? She's kind of over people
0: (laughs) in a way. Gosh, I love those characters. Uh
1: (laughs) She's like so young, so like, why are you so angry? She's like, she's like an old lady Uh in a small child's body. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. She's an old soul, crotchety old lady. Love it. The kind of like, get off my yard. dang kids, you know, it's it's the, like kind of pers- the kind of person I wanna be when I grow up. <laughs> My God. So um, her dad just doesn't really know what to do with her. So Aww. he's like, oh, you're gonna go to boarding school. You're gonna love it in England, yay. Okay, okay, dad. <laughs> Are you familiar with um, sort of like a regional, I don't wanna say it's like racism because it's not racism, but regionalism between England and Wales. No. The accent's kind of important. So if you like go to England with a Welsh accent at this time period it's it it kind of snooty. like you are know, like, "Ooh, you're a Welsh person." So that's kind of what happens to Morena. Oh, And she's like these these English, you know,
0: losers. Jerks.
1: So she's like, "I don't need these people. I have books."
0: Yeah. Yeah, she's going to Matilda it up.
1: Exactly. And she's kind of like Matilda in the fact that she can use she has magical powers.
0: Do other people have magical powers?
1: Mm-hmm. In this book, we only really know about Morwenna and her mother. Okay. Morgana apparently the deceased sister apparently could also use magic, but it seems pretty limited. I think she also has a great aunt who's kind of witchy as well.
0: So it's like in the family. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. But we don't meet the great aunt, so we only get more win as say on okay. her abilities as a witch. Okay. So she hates school, obviously. She hates it. Oh, no. Like, she finds it so alienating. She finds it kind of dull, but she loves her English class, and she loves her science class. Love it. Which is great and she doesn't she isn't really happy until she discovers her school library and kind of like falls in love yes the the kids who bully her don't go to the library of course yeah so she kind of like strikes up a friendship with this librarian and this librarian helps her find these these science fiction authors by the way if you are listening to this and you like want to get into science fiction and aren't aren't sure like where to start i recommend reading among others because she name drops like a fiend like Ooh. There are so many names. She's like, uh, uh, what's her name? Octavia, Octavia Butler. There's, there's um, Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> n- well, not yet. Oh. <laughs> he's, still, he's still a baby. Oh. Um, who's that one I like? From Portland. God, I, I'm so bad. I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> it's okay. I'll, I'll Ursula you, Le Guin. Ursula Le Guin. Yes. For the win. Yeah. So she names drops people like that and the books that, that she really enjoys and why she likes them. So that's all good. But then she discovers the city library, which is like,
0: bong. Yeah. Way more options.
1: I love a book where a major plot point is the character discovering interlibrary loans.
0: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I love that. And
1: she is just like, she sings the interlibrary loan system to the heavens. She's like, this is a beacon of civilization. This is probably the greatest thing on earth. Cause she gets all these authors delivered to her library and she can just check them out and, and Love read it. whatever she wants from like big cities like London or
0: yeah. and stuff. If you don't know what interlibrary loans are, we did a whole episode on we it. Did. It was like interlibrary loan ghost and hoopla gods. Yeah. I think is the title of yeah. it.
1: If your library book isn't in your circulation in your County, you can get it from another County. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> Sometimes States away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, she does that too. I like, love it. That, that's the thing with this book. There isn't much of a plot. It's oh. just Morwenna going through her daily life. It's pretty banal that way. Okay. And like she talks about having to wear a training bra and trying to make friends and finding mm. a boyfriend. It's so banal, but there's this undercurrent of magic.
0: It's a fantastical memoir.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But then again, it's like, I didn't know if the magic was real or not. Because it's, we only get it from a awareness perspective. Yeah. And when she would work magic, it sounds a lot more like a child's magical thinking, not yeah. really like a spell. And what I mean by that is like you would do things like you'd, you'd have this bundle of sticks and you'd have to bind them in a certain way and then just throw them in the water yeah. in, in, into a pond or something. And then something would happen. Like she would suddenly get some friends or oh, something like that. Okay. So it's just, it's kind of like natural, but you're, you're always like, "Eh, that could just be a coincidence. You could just write it off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And even the fairies too, like only she can see the fairies. Yeah. And she gets a boyfriend later in the book and she tries to get him to see the fairies and he can kind of see them. But then you're like, could be just be like the power of suggestion. Yeah. You know, her conviction of being able to see fairies might influence him into being like, Oh yeah, they're there.
0: Yeah. Or he might just be playing
1: along. Exactly, sure, new girlfriend. Exactly. I see the fairies. <laughs> exactly. But that's what I kinda liked about it because it just felt like this girl had this trauma early in her life. Mm-hmm. And how she's dealing with it is by, you know, escaping into fantasy and science fiction. Yeah. And imagining her magical powers to control a world that's uncontrollable. Yeah. You know? So it just it just added so many layers to this story. Yeah. And and I just really enjoyed it.
0: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like, you keep saying banal, but it just sounds like kind of like a soothing, maybe slow pace.
1: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, if, if you want something more action-packed, you probably wouldn't you enjoy this one. Yeah. But if you want something that you can just like relax after a long day and read something that is like, the language is amazing. Joe Walton is such a fantastic writer, first of all. Yeah. And just something that you can just kind of relate to, your own life. Yeah. It's like it like it, it's a memoir. So you just kind of read about another person's life, learn about their lessons and, and okay. learn about what they've gone through and all that.
0: Yeah. It's like a memoir and a fantasy novel yeah. had a baby. Yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. Okay. And great book recommendations as well.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Very cool. We all need some nice soothing reads for nowadays. Sure, for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. Nice job. Thank you.
0: Okay. So my second book. I was really excited to talk about these because mm-hmm. it's a team of three authors. Mm. So these authors, they are Cynthia Hand, Brody Ashton, and Jody Meadows, and they've written a series called the Janies series. Mm. They're really, really funny. But let me talk about these authors really quick, okay. and then I'll kind of okay. describe what like what's happening in the series. This first book I have it's called My Calamity Jane, uh-huh. and from the back cover it says. The authors met in 2012 when their publishers sent them on a book tour together, and they hit it off so well that they decided to write My Lady Jane, which is the first book, so they could go on book tours together all the time. Between the three of them, they've written more than 20 published novels, a bunch of novellas, a handful of short stories, and a couple of really bad poems. (laughs) They're friends. They're writers. They're fixing history by rewriting one sad story at a time.
1: Aww. (laughs) rewriting sad stories okay, yes explain that what's going on
0: okay so the first book it's called my lady jane mm-hmm. and the historical jane gray <gasps> oh my god like
1: tragic story by the way
0: see i'm not super familiar with it she I, she's like in royalty and she probably dies yeah right. she,
1: she gets actually executed okay for fake charges of i believe it's crimes against the state like they accuse her of being a spy and all that
0: okay so they take these stories and they make fantastical twists on them I love okay it. so like that first one they say it's jane gray meets lady hawk
1: lady hawk yeah from the 80s yes and oh my god oh my god because in that story scream. people can like turn into
0: animals <laughs> and it's really really funny because mm-hmm. throughout all these books these authors they will insert themselves into the books and they'll be like Dear reader, we're just here to let you know this dog won't die. (laughs) So funny. And they'll do that every once Uh in a while. Like, don't worry, it's okay. Or, we didn't really like this part of history, so we changed it. Don't worry about
1: it. Good. These books are comedy. I like it, yeah.
0: The second book that they wrote together is My Plain Jane. And they said that's Jane Eyre meets Ghostbusters. (laughs) Oh my
1: gosh, I don't know Jane Eyre
0: oh yeah mm.
1: another sad sad jane in history yeah okay, so that's gotcha. the problem with
0: this is i didn't read most of these jane that's stories okay. that's okay i think in that one it's like she falls in love with a dude and he's actually married
1: oh, i think it's
0: that one <laughs> she probably dies i don't know
1: it's oh, <laughs> usually what happens it's usually what
0: happens <laughs> but so it's like that jane but she can see ghosts yeah again really funny and in this one it's calamity jane mm
1: it's the, the wild west the wild west sh- um show she's like bang 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 yeah yeah uh, with wild bill
0: with wild bill he's in there too yeah. and they said it's the wild west meets teen wolf
1: oh my god <laughs> why have not have not heard of this Teen Wolf in the Wild West, I'm, I'm dying. See, I'm not dying. a
0: huge fan of Westerns. Like, I don't hate them.
1: I'm not a fan, but you add werewolves to the mix and that makes it so much more interesting. That's exactly
0: what I thought. <laughs> uh, I was like, okay, I'm here. Because I feel like for me, like Westerns are kind of like a tired
1: yeah. story. Yeah. It's like,
0: they're going to be sad. People are going to die and it might be kind of racist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: summed up beautifully. That's I'm sorry.
0: I'm, that's kind of how I feel about Westerns. <laughs> Unless there's, like, fantasy or sci-fi involved, I'm not usually right. very interested. Right,
1: right, <laughs> So Absolutely. this was
0: perfect, because mm-hmm. these ladies do a great job. So it's Calamity Jane, obviously, in Wild Bill, and Frank the Pistol Prince Butler. Oh, my God. <laughs> Frank the
1: Pistol Prince. <laughs> and so they travel, you know,
0: the West doing this gun show, oh, yeah. but uh-huh. secretly they're actually werewolf hunters. Ooh. I don't remember why they have to keep it a secret, but they have to keep it a secret. Okay. And so they're traveling along, and unfortunately, on one of their trips, Jane gets bit. <gasps> right. No. She gets bit.
1: <sighs> she's got the werewolf venom. Yeah. No. And so she
0: keeps it a secret from her, her partners. Girl. Right. And she's but like, They'll yeah. hunt
1: her if she does.
0: Yeah. And her. she's like, Uh oh. <laughs> and she ends up hearing about this cure. Mm. So she disappears. And then the guys kind of realize what has happened. And they're like, we got to go find her. Like, they really care about her. Mm -hmm. I can't remember at what point they realize she's probably been bitten, but they do. And they realize that she's going towards this, air quotes, cure that she thinks might help her. Okay. So.
1: Are they going to go, like, stop her or what? What's going on? I think
0: their main goal is to, like, find her.
1: Okay. Not kill her. I don't think to kill her. Mm, Okay, good.
0: (laughs) Because you kind of learn the story. Some werewolves are good and some are bad. Yeah. You know, it's not to say that they can control themselves when they're in werewolf form, but some have learned how to like kind of control themselves. Yeah, like
1: there's Remus Lupin who, you know, takes care of himself and locks himself up when it's a full moon.
0: And that's what some of them do in here. So you have your good ones, you have your bad ones. Another person who appears in the story is Annie Oakley. Oh
1: my gosh.
0: And her main sharpshooter.
1: Annie yeah. get your gun.
0: Annie gets your gun. Yes. And so she wants to join them. She doesn't know they're werewolf hunters right away. She just wants to join and just kinda of get out of her family. And then she also thinks Frank's really hot. Mm-hmm. Oh, another fun thing about this story, Frank his Frank the
1: pistol prince.
0: Frank the pistol prince. He's a hottie. He's a hottie. Love it. He's a single bachelor. <laughs> Everybody loves him. They think he's so hot. One of his secrets is that he can talk to animals. Mm. So he has a dog with him. So we low-key have another talking dog in this story, which is fantastic. That's so great. Love talking dogs.
1: More please. Yes. Love
0: it. These entire series, they're just so funny. They're comedy. If you need something like funny and light, like check out this series. And you don't have to read these in order. Like they're all their own separate stories. Mm-hmm so
1: nice
0: I would say and I can't confirm this so now they're writing uh, a separate series called the Mary series So the first one is My Contrary Mary, which is Mary, Queen of Scots. Yes. Okay. Mary,
1: Mary, quite contrary. That's the Mary, Queen of Scots.
0: Yes. So I think that one is also Shapeshifters. Okay. So I wonder if that's because it's like ye olden times, like the My Lady Jane was. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of putting that in the same world. I don't know. Okay. So makes sense. What I'm really excited about is they have My Imaginary Mary coming out, and that's about Mary Shelley.
1: Ooh. And I guess
0: in that one, the premise is it turns out she's like part fairy. Mm. And her and Ada Lovelace, mm-hmm. they bring, it
1: sounds like a robot to life. <laughs> a little steampunk. I love it. A little steampunkish. I love it.
0: And so then, you know, her boyfriend, what's his butt?
1: Um, Percy Bysshe Shelley, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, the poet.
0: The poet. Mm-hmm. I think it's him who kind of goes crazy. Is like, how did you bring this to life? Mm. I could be wrong on that, but because okay. I just read this from the summary, okay. and that one's not out yet. But like, I really want to read that That's one. That's So
1: cool. If you guys don't know who Ada Lovelace, she kind of like developed the system of modern computing. Oh. She was a brilliant mathematician. Okay. And I don't think she invented the first computer, but she her her discoveries and her mathematics okay. um, helped develop that process of computing
0: thank you Joshua because I didn't know that
1: <laughs> she's an amazing woman it's like same I knew
0: with, I knew the name I didn't know why she's important
1: yeah and, and same with Mary Shelley too she was a phenomenal woman in a time that made that very difficult
0: yeah tragic mm-hmm. tragic story I've read like the graphic novel on her mm-hmm. and I'm like oh my gosh your life is just all the way sad so 100% hard. of the time
1: and she created one of the most amazing Pieces of literature. Yeah, yeah she's ever. like
0: one of the like mothers of horror. Yeah, like that so. just
1: made me so excited for these series. These
0: books are so good, and I love the covers too. I, like
1: I just love that that they're taking actual historical periods and just being like that was problematic and that was let's make this a fictional let's change these things like these people had it had it rough let's give them a little better let's give them a happy story nothing wrong with that
0: yeah changing one sad story at a time
1: yeah (laughs) is that their tagline (laughs)
0: that's their tagline. (laughs) that that was on the back of the book i was like yes thank you because there's like all these amazing ladies who have such tragic stories Mm -hmm. and not to say like their stories aren't important because they are yes but I do love these twists on them. Yeah. Like, thank you. Like, this is the happy ending I wanted. Give me some werewolves. Yeah,
1: please, please. Buy a bucket full. <laughs>
0: Give me some shapeshifters. Give me some ghosts. <laughs> so if you want some comedy, pick up the Janie series. Love it. And now the Mary series. Oh, so Which cool. are currently being written. And I just love those three lady authors who are like, oh my gosh, we're all great and we all <laughs> love each other. Let's write a book together. And they did a great job. They're like, we want to go on more book tours together. Yeah, that's how you do it. Also, so I bookstagram. I think it's Brody Ashton. It's whoever is Unicorn Warlord.
1: It's mm-hmm. a great handle.
0: I, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> Whenever I have Instagrammed about like this series, she always says, thank you for reading. You know, Aww. I know it's like her typical like, thank yeah. you. And um, I, it makes me so happy. I'm like, thank yeah. you for writing. Yeah. It's so good.
1: <laughs> Aw, authors that, you know
0: talk to so their readers. Great. That's so great. And it's just such a small thing, but it's so appreciated. It's very appreciated. It's like, thank for you sure. so much. For sure.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, great job. These are, sound like great books. These are fun. These are so much fun. So
0: much fun. What's your second so book? So my
1: second book, I kind of, I, I'm, that's why I'm like kind of excited that you talked about the Janie series mm. and how it's like a reclaim, not a reclaiming, but a, a reimagining of history. Yeah. Because the book I picked for my last one is also a reimagining of history as well. Okay. This is, she Who... Okay, sorry. This is a long title. Sorry, everybody. She Who Became the Sun by Shelley Parker Chan. Okay. It came out last year in 2021. I was
0: thinking, I was like, it's a new one, yeah, right? Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. So a little information about Shelley. She is uh, Asian-Australian, um, I believe of Malaysian descent. Okay. Uh, she was a former diplomat and international advisor for LGBTQ plus rights in Southeast Asia, <gasps> which is very important. Very cool. Very very important. She is no longer a diplomat. She's a full time writer. She actually, in in preparing for this book, she uh, tapped into her her love for historical epics and especially like Arthurian legend and stuff like that. Cool. She gets like epics for uh, epic television from china and such and she really likes um those historical dramas and stuff because they you know they're really fun and yeah. pageantry and stuff like that yeah. but she wants she wanted something in english because those are of course in you know chinese yeah <laughs> so she was like complaining with her, some friends one day when they were like having dinner together pre-covid of course and, <laughs> <laughs> and she was like why can't i find books about asian epics in english and the short answer was like, well, because nobody makes them. Yeah. And she's like, well, fine. I'm just going to write it myself. <laughs> so that's what, go, that's what she did. That's what she did. She said, uh, what I want in my entertainment is lacking. So I will make it myself. That's, that's what we need. We it. Uh, so she who became the son was born. So Brittany, do you believe in destiny? Do you believe in fate?
0: Mm, that's a big question. Yeah.
1: Just what do you say? A little, a little, a little. Like, would you say like we have free will, but if you use that free will to make certain decisions, you'll reach a destiny.
0: That's a big question. Can I, <laughs> can I say I pass?
1: You defer. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, defer. Go, I'll go to the next student. Okay. <laughs> Wait,
0: well, what do you think?
1: Well, I think, um, I personally do not believe in a fate Okay. because I don't think that I hope that there's not just a definite course. I hope there's a little bit more freedom and a little more. um, We have a little more decision in what happens to us. (laughs) Can I use a Dungeons
0: and Dragons sort of comparison? Please. Like if you become a certain race, Uh you are predispositioned to do certain things better. Okay. And I think some people are built like that. Like for me, writing comes more easily than Mm. math. Yeah. I could become a mathematician if I really put my mind to it. But I will probably do better as a writer. I
1: like that. That's, that's good. how I
0: feel about yeah. people, fate, okay. destiny. It's okay. like you're probably going to be better at certain things, obviously. Yeah. And if yeah. you go down that route, you might have more success. You're then.
1: more naturally inclined to a certain path. Yes. Yes. But yes. that doesn't determine. You can turn around and choose another path if you like.
0: Yes. I like that. Yes. That's, that's kind of how I, I feel
1: about that. That's a good analogy. I like that. <laughs> Let me use some details. I'm going to borrow that. Okay. <laughs> Well, um, in China, it's a little bit different because there are such things as fortune tellers and fortune and and auspicious days and all that are very, very important in their culture because the belief that um, you are more likely to achieve good luck, financial wealth, have a big family if you're more fortunate.
0: I read that in China, a lot of people wait until the year of the dragon to have a baby. Yeah. So those years are like baby booms in China. Yeah.
1: I mean, you want a dragon baby. They're, yeah. they're amazing. <laughs> the A power that a dragon baby gets is yeah. amazing.
0: Kind of interesting. <laughs> Isn't it?
1: But yeah. anyhow. Well, um, so this story is all about destiny and fate and is destiny inherent in you or can you borrow destiny Mm -hmm. okay it's it's so interesting so the historical context is it's actually set in a real historical time the characters in it are not real characters they're fictionalized but the events surrounding these characters are actually true events that happen in historical china now again if i get some of these details wrong I have a blind spot in medieval Chinese history. I'm okay. not so well-known about it. <laughs> Joshua, <what laughs> I are you know, saying? Right? It's, it's so hard. You, uh, you
0: American white man, what are you saying? <laughs>
1: <What>? <laughs> 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 so uh, it's set in uh, China during the end of the Mongol dynasties, which is the Yuan dynasty in the mid-13th century. So a guy named Kublai Khan, I believe his name is, okay. a Khan conquered much of Eastern Asia and uh, Central Asia and created the Golden Horde, the Khanate. And... The Yuan Dynasty is an extension of that. It is set in a place called Henan province in central China. You can visit the map and you see what it looks like. It is uh, suffering from a terrible famine. There's a drought and there's a famine. People are starving. Oh. Peasants are dying. Oh. The Zhu family, it's spelled Z-H-U, but it's pronounced Zhu. Okay. Are peasant farmers with two living children. So they had more children, but they unfortunately died. Yeah. The boy is named Chongba, And the girl... Who is a second daughter is just called second daughter she doesn't have a name because oh. she's a girl child in a, in a time when you know inheritance property all passed to the boy yeah not to the girl yeah. in in order to marry a girl you'd have to give a dowry to the family so in essentially uh, a daughter was not a way to keep wealth yeah. a daughter was a way to lose wealth so unfortunately at this time girl children were not looked upon Aww. with much respect it's history. It happens.
0: You know what song just came roaring through my head? Huh. Let me be myself. Hello.
1: This fits perfectly. So just <laughs> imagine that song in your head while I'm giving this description. Okay, got it. Because <laughs> it fits perfectly. She just wants to be herself. So the children are taken to a fortune teller who promises the boy, of course, Changba, a great destiny. The boy, ju Juk- Changba, will become emperor of China. It's amazing. Right? Oh my gosh. Amazing destiny. The girl, uh, after her brother leaves, she's like, kind of hangs around. She's like, "So What do what have you got in store for yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the fortune teller's like, You will die nameless. <gasps> you get nothing.
0: So Poop on like, you, fortune teller.
1: She takes it pretty well, I'd say. Oh if gosh. somebody told me that, I would probably like, well, she's, I, I wouldn't do anything.
0: She's grown up, you know, being yeah. like pooped on.
1: Exactly. So she just
0: used to it. She's like, I guess another layer of poop.
1: Yeah, it's just another <laughs> thing. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks,
0: life. Yeah, whatever. How
1: deep you're going to make this hole? Yeah. <laughs> so bandits come by, as they do, to rob the family because peasants have s- stores of food and maybe some money. So unfortunately, when there's famine, there's also bandits. So he comes to the family, and the father doesn't want to give up his stores of food. He says to the bandits, you can have my daughter. You can just Uh, take her. Do what what uh, you want with her. Sorry, that's my rage rage noise. Disgusting. So the bandits just kind of laugh, and you say, she's so ugly. She's so skinny. What are we going to use her for? And then Uh. they beat up the dad, beat him to death.
0: I can't say I'm sad about that. No. father. Kind of deserves
1: it. Kind of deserves it. But he also leaves the children alone and with nothing.
0: (laughs) At least they kept their lives?
1: Yeah, they got their lives, but everything else, their their food stores and everything were gone, taken by the bandits. Yeah. So Chungba falls into a despair and dies.
0: The brother? The brother. The brother who
1: was supposed to be an emperor. He dies. So the nameless girl is like, oh, there's nothing holding me back now. I'm not staying here. Yeah. I'm not staying in this house. Yeah. I'm going. So she does what anyone do, not let a good destiny go to waste. So she takes her brother's clothes, dresses up as a boy, and says, I am Chongba now. That's my name. I'm Ju Chongba. Smart girl. Smart girl, right? And she goes off to a monastery to live as a monk, as a boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where our story really takes off. Wow. By her assuming that mantle of Ju yeah, the gods take notice. So destiny starts to create an avenue for her. God. You know? And she discovers that by living according to her own sets of principles and defining who she is as Zhongba, yeah. doorways start opening. Good and she for her. she just starts to become from this na- nameless beginning into somebody of great renown and power. Yes. Yes. Love through it. her wits, I, I mean, and, and not through any family line or anything, because I mean, in this time, that's that's kind of what determined your your fate in the world, like who you were born with, like how much money you had and all that. Yeah. But in this case, this character manages to overcome those constraints and plus with the constraint of being a woman yeah. in a time that does not allow that kind of thing. My
0: gosh, this it's
1: is such a powerful story. Such a powerful story. So it's actually based on a real person. Zhu Changba is not a real person, but he's based on a guy named Zhu Yuan Chang. Chuang, sorry, I'm so sorry. Zhu Yuan Chang, that's, that, that's the name who became the emperor of China, who was a peasant, rose through the ranks, became a monk, rose through the ranks of of the military, and ushered in the Ming Dynasty. Is this familiar? No. The Ming Dynasty (laughs) is kind of like, you know how Italy had its renaissance? Yeah. And then England had its renaissance as well, with Shakespeare and all that. Well, the Ming Dynasty is the Chinese renaissance. Oh, cool. Okay. It's it's this kind of like this flowering of culture, art. If you look at art made in this Ming period, it's extravagant. It's beautiful. Okay. Yeah, so he ushered in that era. What Shelley did is she just imagined like, what if this Yuan Chang was actually a girl? Love what it. What if she just she just disguised herself and yeah, and did all these things as a woman, disguised as a man.
0: Love it. Yeah, yeah. here for
1: it. It's so great because, I mean, this book is kind of like a military fantasy mm-hmm. um, where there are descriptions of military tactics and battles and such like that. Yeah. Not something that I'm usually drawn to, Same. but I love it because it was like, it's through a queer feminist perspective. And how unusual is it to have like a military fantasy, something that doesn't usually acknowledge those perspectives. Yeah. That is the main perspective that we see this story. And it's, it's so exciting. I so love exciting. that.
0: That's yes. amazing.
1: It is part of a series. So unfortunately, this does end in a cliffhanger.
0: Bleh. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <sighs> I was very mad at the time. Yeah. I was very mad. Is the next it. book out? Do we mm, coming out. Okay. I don't think it's out yet. Okay. Maybe 2022. Okay. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, so that's that. It's Excellent.
0: It's, that's yeah. fun. So
1: yeah, if you want to learn about some Chinese history yeah. that I, I knew nothing about. I definitely have blind um, spots there. Oh my gosh. And um, also, I mean, there is some magic in this, but it's like kind of like uh, magical realism. Okay. So like nobody's working spells. There are the existence of gods that might be shaping destiny. It's not like a huge presence, but magic is there. and it, And of course, it's a fictionalization of an actual historical event.
0: Okay yeah nice yeah nice job thank you that sounds that was fantastic a lot. <laughs> yeah that, i you. mean but that was that book was like nominated for like awards mm-hmm. wasn't it yeah mm-hmm. okay because yeah. i remember seeing it on certain lists i don't remember what lists but it's like it's familiar to me in the fact that it's like i've been seeing it pop up places yeah
1: yeah buzz was present at this book okay. i can't say it was my it was not my favorite read of the year okay the story did stick with me i love the characters yeah yeah Give it a shot. Love you it. Like it. <laughs>
0: Perfect. All right. What are we doing next time?
1: Next time, we're watching a movie. It's been so long. And we are watching movies. Jumanji. We're, we're watching Jumanji. <laughs> it's it's the remake, right? The, yes. the re-release. It's,
0: yes. Uh, welcome to the jungle.
1: Welcome to the jungle with The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, Jack Black. Um, Jack Black. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who steals Kevin, the show? Kevin Hart. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I can't remember the the woman. Is it Isla Isla Fisher?
0: No. No, it's uh oh, J- Jillian the Amy Pond from Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm, I can't remember her name. I'm sorry. My brain is saying Jillian Flynn and that's an author. It's not her. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 Sorry, snorted. Because it's Gone Girl. Gone Girl author. No, yeah. she's not in the movie. No, it's, it's wild she was.
0: No, but she's a fantastic actress. Yes. Yeah. Oh,
1: she's great. She's great. Yeah, she has her moment too. Yeah. Yeah. Th- we we picked this one because this is such a fun movie. Yeah. I, I think we both like it. I wonder very
0: if much. I should watch the old one first. Then have
1: you one? seen the old one before? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. With yeah. Kristen Dunst.
0: <laughs> I can't believe that's her know, as a baby. Like, I
1: know. Love it. Such a. Speaking of Kirsten Dunst, I saw a movie recently. I don't know if you'd like it. It's called The Power of the Dog. It's on Netflix. It's by Jane Campion. Does the dog die? No. Okay, okay. No. The dog, it doesn't really reference an animal dog. It's a complicated story. It's a Western that's set in Montana in the 1920s. Kirsten Dunst is amazing in okay. this. She plays like a, a widower who's very introverted. She kind of has a gay son okay. in the 1920s in Montana. Yikes. And she's like a recovering alcoholic. Okay. Oh, she does it, She does such a great job. Okay. She's such a wonderful character. It's got Benedict Cumberbatch in it.
0: Love it. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. So I, I, quick aside, it's not a fantasy or anything. It's, it's like a Western, but it's really good. It's great. It's a, it's a queer film again. Okay. Um, so... Okay. Get you in the feels.
0: Get you right in the feels. Yeah. Before we close out, hmm. let's name the books we did. Oh yes. Because <laughs> we love to forget doing that, but we're gonna do that really quick. Okay. So you I did the Mediator series by mm-hmm. Meg Cabot, and then I did My Calamity Jane mm-hmm. by Cynthia Hand, Brody Ashen, and Jodie Meadows. And Yay. they do the Janie series. And Yay. now the Mary
1: series. And the Mary series. And I did Among Others by Joe Walton and she who became the sun by shelly parker chan very nice boom very nice
0: yeah. Alrighty. thank you everybody for listening we will talk to you again in about two weeks yeah, take it easy bye everybody bye. hey everyone if you like listening to swords and starships consider subscribing you could also leave a review or give us a five-star rating whatever works for you and listeners we'd love to hear from you reach out on our Instagram at swords n starships, or you can email us at starships at coosbay library.org. Thanks.
1: So these are our authors that are just doing it. I don't, what am I, what, what is going on? I'm great. sorry. I, I think of words in my head and they just, they sound ridiculous. We
0: didn't do the red leather, yellow leather.
1: <laughs> That's we're, true. we're not prepared. That's true. We did make, you did sing. And I, oh, I did. And I grunted.
0: <laughs> and you also did some, like, <laughs> pregnancy breathing. <laughs>